For the Love of Dallas, building empowered communities by highlighting those who donate their most precious resource, time. Welcome to the show for the Love of Dallas. I'm Lauren Davis and I'm your host and today we are featuring an amazing man who has given up his entire life to devote his career to giving back and to serving the community. So I'd like to welcome Hugh Breland with the organization You and I. Yeah. And thank you for being here. Well, it's an honor to be here sitting next to a fellow uh, community leader, influencer, and appreciate all that you and your husband do. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, I want to dive right in because this part of the show is to get to know you. I want to inspire people to see themselves in my guests so that they will hopefully go and in turn donate their time. So yeah. I want to know, how do you become someone who runs towards the mess? I think those are your words. <laughs> those are. I read them. Yeah. How well, does that happen? You know, a, a couple of factors, I think. Um, great question, but... I think the mess, um, when you think of the mess, a lot of that has to do with running towards poverty and running towards our most marginalized and excluded. And so from a very young age, I, I had the opportunity to be an athlete and, and experience quite a bit of you know the, the thrills and the, the defeats of that. It, it created in me a connection to poverty because a lot of my friends, a lot of my teammates came from poverty. And yeah. so I learned a lot about it and about the realities that they were facing on a day-to-day -day basis versus my middle-class white reality. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so, you know, I was also, um, I grew up and was in kind of an organized religious environment, right? Yeah. So I was learning about this Jesus way of mm -hmm. life, this love your neighbor, blah, blah. And looking at my, staring my you know, friends and their families in the face. And you know, a lot of my friends didn't have dads, for example. A lot of, there was just a lot of that going on. Plus then a lot of my friends weren't quite frankly welcomed into my church environment. So they wow. were excluded yeah. um, because they smelled or because they looked a certain way or they had a certain skin color or they, you know, all the things. And, and so I took notes as a young person. Yeah, it was making um, an impression on it you. It was. It was making a tremendous impression on me. Wow. And um, I, I began in those moments. Um, a, a guy did something for me that I'll never forget. His name's Jerry. And he, from my sixth grade year on, for six straight years, we met every Friday morning, like at 6.30. And wow. he invested wisdom, perspective, challenged me to read, challenged me to ask those questions. You know, I always say you got to stay curious and non-judgmental. If you can stay curious and non-judgmental, that's the, that's a superpower all the way into the future. It's a superpower into the future. And so like for me, I was staying curious. I was asking questions. Well, why does this mean this? Or why, why don't these people get to go here? Or why does it feel a certain way when they walk in the room? And, you know, all those things added up to then, you know, my college career ended, got to, you know, I, I call it, we got to, I got to play basketball at Baylor University, yes. but they actually call it sitting on the bench. <laughs> but um, Hey, you were in the game. <laughs> hey, I was there. I got some college paid for, but but all of that to say, when I finished that, you know, 
you, you have to ask the question, okay, well, what am I going to do? Well, what is my day-to-day going to be for my life? Yeah. I mean, that's that like, kind of that moment. What are you going to do? And for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to run towards the margins and the excluded, the marginalized mm-hmm. and the excluded. I, I developed a, a life mission for mm-hmm. myself, and that was I want to love people like Jesus over and over again. And, and here's what I noticed. So this is super, in my, this is my own story, but in my story, it's super important for me. I watched a lot of people go into impoverished communities mm-hmm. to feed the homeless or something like that. They would go in once and bail. And, or they would go in like once a year and never come back. And, and it never created f- actual change or shift in community. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know this you have to keep coming back over and over again. And the only way you're gonna build trust, especially, specifically for me as a white, middle, a middle-class white guy, if I was gonna build trust in, it, I had it built in in my basketball community, but if I was gonna go beyond that, I had to keep coming back over and over again. It was like, you're not gonna get rid of me. I'm gonna keep loving you. I'm going to keep doing what I can do. I'm gonna ask you questions and, and I gotta stay curious and non-judgmental. And I've got, you, you know, what, like I, d- I didn't understand how, how do you get uh, government housing? How do you get yeah. Section 8 housing? And then how does that work? And why do, why do so many people have you know, multiple kids in a Section 8 housing? Why does the average house have four kids when you can't even afford to live? You know, like I didn't understand why. And so I was, yeah. and it's easy to judge that. And it's, and it's easy to say, oh, they don't want to be educated. Or they don't want this. They want, you know, it was just, there's just so, so many things. There's so much learning for me. So as I was coming up, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to devote myself to, to figuring out ways that we're going to help that, the community that, again, is so near and dear to my heart and that I watch for whatever reason, no real reason other than just, I have, I have some privilege. And, and so I get into certain rooms, I get certain opportunities. And I've always told people if we're going to race and I started the 50 yard line, and you started the zero yard line, mm-hmm. even if you're faster than me, maybe even much faster than me, I'm still probably going to win. Yeah. It's just what it is. My opportunity to start at the 50 mm-hmm. is a different place to start. And, and so, so many of my friends were starting at the zero or at the yeah. five and I was starting at the 50 yeah. and I, and I learned that and I was like, okay, well, I've got to figure out how to let leverage my opportunity, leverage my privilege. That's all I can do. I can't, leverage anyone else's but I can leverage mine and a lot of that has to do with time yeah <laughs> because it's the because greatest equalizer we all have the exact same it's we one spot we're money. not starting at a different starting line like no. everyone was given 24 24 hours and yeah. so so like you said or and I've heard you say you know I, I didn't have mega resources mm-hmm. I could get five bucks or something but I didn't have you know big resources but but I did have the big resource time so I could go and and invest in a kid and say, just like Jerry invested in me, yes. I could go into an impoverished community and, and help this kid with his math or help this kid to figure out how he was gonna you know, graduate or go to college or, you know, like yeah, you right now. You didn't wait to write big checks till no. you started affecting change and making a difference. No. That is beautiful. Like that is a beautiful um, showing of the impressions that were made on your life in in the most beautiful way. I'm very struck by you saying over and over. Love. Yeah. Say, say it one more time. Love like Jesus over and over again. Love, and we always stop at like love like Jesus. Exactly. Well, hold on a second. 
over and over again. How many people in your life will love you over and over again? Right. I mean, it sends chills down my spine because I know just in, and we connected on our work in, in the homeless community. That's one of our big connectors. And I know the organization you work for didn't always start out that way. So I can't wait to get into that. But you're talking about people, they've lost their over and over again. And it might have been their fault. That's fine. But no judgment, right? That's right. the no judgment part. But they lost their over and over again. Yeah. And, and, and it's our job and, and our duty to light that spark again to where they can believe that someone will love them over and over again. And it sounds yeah. like you made that. Is that like, your, is that your life mission? It, it, it's so beautiful. It's completely my life mission. And so that, and then I have my own, you know, and I tell people this all the time, create your mission and create your core values and live by that. Choose your, choose your business that way. Choose your friends that way. Choose how you're going to operate your family that way. Like do it all around that. Then when you, as you go through different seasons, ups and downs and different, different people in your life and all that, you're not basing it on like things that are outside of your control and things that, yeah. you know, how much money you have or how much you don't have or this or that. It's no, no, these are my core values. This is my mission. So this is how I determine how I use my time, yes. how I use my money, how I use my influence. So those are things that you have. And, you know, if you're basing, like if I'm going to give money, or if I'm going to give time based on if I like you or, oh, yeah. now now I'm able to go to this room and so I will do it. Right, do that's, it that's, a, that's a windy road windy probably road. to not a great place right. in the end. And, and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people I think do that though. Mm -hmm. and, and then a lot of people don't necessarily identify what is core to them. Because once you also know what's core to you, you can begin to align with others that are of yeah. similar minds and similar hearts and it, it begins to, again, create this momentum and shift in a community. And it is, you know, I like to say it's our city, it's our responsibility. Yeah. And um, it's not, and it's so interesting. So many people, I think, look at the city as, some, as something that serves them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 you got to flip that script. It's, yeah. it's your city, you serve it. Yes. So ask the questions of your city. Where do you need? You know, one of my, uh, a lovely lady that we've worked with in Bonton, in uh, South Dallas, you know, she has her roof is basically essentially caving in. And so me and a community partner, you ask the question, what do you do you want? Do you want us to come fix your roof? Mm -hmm. And she's in her response. She's an older senior citizen. Oh, no, sweetie, I don't I don't want you to fix our roof. I just want you to bring a meal once a week or so and just sit down and hang out. Oh. And, and but but you don't know that if you don't ask questions yes. and you also, especially, I'm just going to be blunt, especially in the white community where we, we, we kind of get educated and we get answers. Yeah, so we, have we feel all like the we have the answers. It's like, well, I know the answer to what you need versus mm -hmm. asking you what you need and then, and then being yeah. willing to hear something I didn't want to hear or something that's going to be more messy and more difficult. Messy. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, that's what you want. Oh, that's oh. what you need, you know, and you're like, and oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, so it's just so beautiful. I can just see how you've just described your life in such a short period of time. How you've done it with intentionality. How you can see the seeds have grown and and continue to plant through your life, and that is beautiful. What a life of curiosity that took you on a journey. Definitely. That is so cool. Right. Um, and, and, and really, it's beautiful. It's, it's an art piece. I so, appreciate that. yeah, well, we'll wrap up.
this part. Yeah. And I want to get to know where you're at in your work life. You're a CEO of an awesome organization that is is as in depth as you are as a person, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I can see why you're you're the head of it. So I, I can't wait to to get into a, a little bit more of that. So Excellent. we'll take a break and come back with our co-host Ben, and we'll have a fun conversation. Hey guys, I want to take a few seconds to tell you about one of my favorite products. It is Cliff Supply. This is a product that will make your man's beard smell amazing. We all know they love to have these beards these days, but they're a little prickly, can be a little annoying. So at least you could do is make it smell better when it's in your face. So go to the gents place to buy Cliff Supply. We have beard balms, oils, and wash bricks. All right, welcome back to the For the Love of Dallas. And we are here with my lovely husband co-host, Ben Davis. Thanks for always being here. Help change it up a bit. And we're back with Hugh Breland, CEO of You and I. And so we want to know, what is You and I? I don't know if you can get it in 60 seconds, but can you try? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you explain such an amazing organization in, in yeah. 60 seconds? I don't so, know. So we do work to spread the light of inclusion for people with disabilities. Um, I think... You know, we, we employ the unemployable, we help, um, we help get transportation needs met, we, we run towards, again, poverty. And, and so for us, 90% of our clients, um, all of our clients have, have a disability. One in four people in the, in the nation right now have a disability. Wow. So, um, but we run towards more the, the disability and poverty community. 90% of our clients um, start with us at or below the poverty line. And so we alleviate poverty while helping, you know, we do upskilling. Um, so we do Microsoft certs, Python program training, HTML. We do forklift training. We do, you know, the um, food handlers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We help you get upskilled. We also help you get a job. And, you know, our clients earned, I think, 5.9 million fiscal year 2022. Wow. And if you average that out, it's about $40,000 job. A $40,000 a year job gets you out of poverty. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, that's our, that's one lane. We also help, you know, uh, you know what a bus ticket costs? 120 bucks a month right now. Really? I didn't know that. Bronx. Yeah, it's, it's super that's a expensive. Lot of, that's and a lot of money. So ask a homeless veteran to get on a bus to get to work and oh by the way it's 120 bucks a month it's like we we really have to rethink that by the way but that's what we do we answer that question mm -hmm. we answer the question for parents coming out of high school with kids with special needs what do i do right yeah. so we're that we're that we're that answer we're that solution because we're in those schools we're in over 10 isds here in dfw and we help kids transition out of you know that are that have special needs coming out and then we have we employ um so this is a cool uh something about our organization so we employ up to about 200 people with severe disabilities in-house and practice they, what you preach oh man and they've been deemed literally by government agencies as unemployable we employ them and we they worked in fiscal year 2022 they worked 66,000 hours and got paid for every hour those silly little labels. Why do people keep putting them on there? Right. Is yeah. it just so we can right. break through them? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I exactly. guess go ahead. Keep putting them on that. so we have something to break mm -hmm. through. <laughs> I love that. So, wow. yeah. So, you're right. We play in, in a lot of spaces. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, employment, 
upskilling, transportation. We also help with housing. Uh, we have a huge partnership with Operation Tiny House. If you don't know them, get get to know them. But um, you know, so we we play in a lot of spaces and ages. So you know, senior adults. We have a huge senior adult program where we're helping seniors get jobs and get skills, get new skills, those kinds of things. And adults with disabilities, youth with disabilities. That's where we're at. So. 2023 as CEO of the organization you yeah. guys do so many things but what are some of the big goals this year what are you guys hoping to achieve so um, for us right now we are in we're in the growth process where we're expanding out into we're looking we're acquiring some land looking to build a new training center looking to do some tiny house um, you know uh, village kind of community you might mm -hmm. think uh, for our veterans. So that's part of what we're focused on 2023 is acquiring that land and starting that process. Um, that's a big one for us. Mm -hmm. We're also very focused right now on getting a fleet of um, vehicles where we can transport people beyond the bus line. Because if you think about it, we're getting jobs and we're finding people, employers that are willing to give people with disabilities a job and so our goal is to get at least 10 vehicles where we can just send them out and get and allow jobs and allow our people to have jobs that are outside of the bus line or outside because some of our guys you know they're on the bus two hours to work two hours back from work all that mm -hmm. but it's all bus line dependent a lot of our mm -hmm. that's kind of a limiter for us yeah um and if you talk to anybody in our space in the disability space transportation or even in veterans mm -hmm. transportation is a huge issue especially specifically as it pertains to jobs because yeah. if if there's a job available in flower mound yeah it's really far away from mm -hmm. downtown right. Dallas. How, how do you <laughs> how do you there is no public transportation that's going to get you there no and so that's why we need to kind of become the uber of disability the uber of, of veterans like so we can you know so that's a big focus for us this year that. too is figuring answering some more of the transportation questions um, and of course every year for us is adding to that list of people who are willing to employ people with disabilities mm -hmm. do you know this that of the of the employable people with disabilities only 25 percent of them have a job that means 75% of people with disabilities are, are completely employable, but you know, there is a label, there is a concern, there is a, oh, it's gonna get, it's gonna be too slow, or oh, they're not gonna get it, or they're not gonna mix well, or there's so many excuses, quite frankly, out there, and stories that have been written in people's minds because they don't know the truth or they've never had to you know, interact. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we, we say that love is being willing to go at someone else's pace. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, is it different? Is neurodivergent different? Yeah. It's not typical. It's not yeah. typical. <laughs> so yeah, it's not in this same lane, but if, if we want to, especially as a society and as a, as a state and as a, as a country, if we want to advance into the future, we have got to tap into this market. Mm -hmm. You know, we say, Oh, there's, there's, there's all these job opportunities out there, right? Mm -hmm. Because through the pandemic and everything, well, why aren't you answer? Why aren't you solving through mm -hmm. this Avenue? Mm -hmm. Because there's a huge labor force that's willing to work. That's ready or that that's willing and wanting, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, we're going to have to skill them. And yeah, you're going to have to maybe rethink the way that you do it. 
Maybe you're, maybe it is going to be a little slower, or maybe it is going to take a different type of desk or a different type of environment. Of course. But, but isn't that the way that we evolve as, as a society period and, and advance? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's, that's always a focus for us is finding employers that are willing to, mm-hmm. you know, work with us. Well, and I see you giving hope to people that maybe have been turned down job after job after job. Oh, yeah. And you guys actually coming in and employing them, giving them hope. Other people with disabilities seeing that I was labeled unemployable, but I earned $40,000 this year. Right. Um, I think that's magic in and of itself Mm -hmm. is just giving that person hope. And then being being then being able to push it out to the world to say, hey, I know they put a label on you, but look at me. Right, mm-hmm. and, and and you know the fundamentals of of humans. We want to be known. We yeah. want to be loved. We want to have purpose. And if and if, if if you are dissed from the time you're a child, yeah. right? That's the way the system's right. set up. So you go into a separate thing, and you're 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 labeled a disability. You know, like all that. Mm-hmm. You're dissed from day one then you already lack confidence. You already think that, oh, well, that's not a lane I can play in. That's not a table I'm invited to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So access is one of our core values. By what we do is we jump through hoops. We do everything we can to make sure that our clients have access to opportunity, access mm-hmm. to education, access mm-hmm. to, to jobs, to mm-hmm. internships, all those things. Because you're right. Okay, and then take this. How many, you guys would know this, 22 um, veterans commit suicide per day. Mm. All right. So if that's the reality and it is, come on, Stockdale paradox, y'all yeah. Jim Collins yeah. face your brutal facts. What are our brutal facts? Well, yeah. our brutal facts is 22 guys are committing suicide a day. So if that, if they don't have purpose, they don't have a reason to wake up and, and they, their struggle with coping through drugs and yeah. alcohol and all the things is like, who's answering that? Who is answering yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Do you guys know this, that, uh, the life expectancy of of a child born in South Dallas, so that's 30, uh, Interstate 30 and below, right? Mm-hmm. So a, a child born is 25 years less than a child born in Highland Park. Wow. Do you know this? That's, no, I do not insane. know that, that statistic. And, that, and, and, and we live in the 21st century. We live in the richest country in the world. Yep. And and that's a reality. We cannot continue to allow that to happen, right? But you But you can't just say that. You have to have you actually have to take action. Yeah. And that's what our organization, 72 years, and I told you guys my mission is to love like Jesus over and over again. We've been in the game for 72 years. And a lot of people that we're listening today aren't going to know our organization. They're going to be like, yeah. who? You Who's and I? What? What? What's that? What's that? We're on these streets. And and we you can trust us that we know the realities in these streets. Mm-hmm. You know, with whether it's our homeless vets. I mean, we're in the shelters. We're, we're the ones that are teaching them their new skills. We're, we're encouraging them. There's a, there is a job that you can get. We can get you a job. We can get you trained. We can, and add that dignity and that purpose that matters so Mm -hmm. much. And just somebody knowing your name, you know, so many of our veterans, they lose their families. They they're embarrassed by what their reality. And so they don't even connect to their family. I mean, all those things are realities, right? And if, and, and so, and then if you have disability, for example, um, one of our clients, Brian, his mom and his dad passed away. He's of severe disabilities. What does he do? Where does he what turn? What does he do? Exactly. Yeah. And in, in, in a society where poverty is already a big issue, but if you're, if you got poverty plus you have disability, where do you turn? And, uh, Marquise who works for us, his 
both of his parents, you know, they have to be at home, right? If you if you're gonna if you're gonna have somebody with a severe disability, you got to be at home. Well, that lowers your income. Yeah. That lowers, you know, it restricts a lot of things. And so, what do they they call you and I? His second family and and Brian's brother because his he's now the caretaker is like if you and I didn't exist, if this doesn't exist, I don't know what we would do. You know, those yeah. are the conversations we're having on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Because again, you've got to look at, look at your community and say, where are the gaps? Where, where mm -hmm. are the needs? And then go, okay, well, how can we actually meet those? And, and it takes, but it takes time. It takes time. resource. It takes, you know, yep. it takes human capital. Like you, yes. like you're talking about, it takes a lot. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's a big commitment and it's messy. And that's why I say love is being willing to go at someone else's pace because it's not going to be at your pace. No, it's, it's at, never going to be at, at our their pace. pace. Yes. And, and so you have to be willing to say, I might hear something I don't want to hear. It might not go as quick as I want it to go. Or, mm -hmm. or people may even talk about me mm -hmm. because yeah, I'm doing this you. work. Yeah. 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 So all that. Wow. Gosh. Well, where can people find more about you and I website? How can they help? Just give us a uh, kind of 60 seconds yeah. on where, where should we go? If our audience wants to help out, I'll do it. You and I spell it out. You a and D I spread the light.com. We are spreading the light of inclusion right together. And it takes you and I to do it. Mm -hmm. So you and I spread the light.com. We have a keystone event every year called the dash. Uh, we, we need volunteers, we need sponsors, we need all those things, mm -hmm. right? So um, if you go to the dash23.com or you and I spread the light.com, either one, uh, you'll find us. And it's coming up March 25th. So mm -hmm. it's right around the corner. Yep. Uh, we got the People's Champ, Paul Wall, mm -hmm. and the Chris Perez Band. Selena's husband is one of the top five guitarists in the world that, that are going to be part of the outdoor entertainment we got kids on. It's a, it's a whole thing. So people can participate pretty quick with us. Yes. Get to know us, interact with us. Awesome. We'll drop yeah. the links That's, on uh, on the uh, show notes yeah. here on both those websites. And we'll we'll be out there. Yeah. I, I love a good party and event. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Um. Well, Hugh, thank you so much for being with us. I feel like today we heard a beautiful unfolding of someone's life through curiosity. Um, I hope that people will take this um, time and get curious. Go to you and I. Sounds like a real safe place to be curious and to get yeah. exposed. If you're a CEO of a company, why don't you start thinking about how you can hire people with disabilities? Go be a partner. Um, don't wait. Don't mm -hmm. wait. We're all here, as the show is titled, For the Love of Dallas. Yeah. So be passionate. Be bold. Be bold with your time. Write the checks, but don't forget to give your time. So thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks, Ben, for always having great questions. Um, and uh, for the love of Dallas, come see us again. Thank you.